Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's the Champions League Elite Eight as the quarterfinal stage is upon us. Jimmy Conrad and Michael LaHoo joined to break down the tasty matches, including Liverpool against Benfica, Pep's Man City against his familiar foe Diego Simeone and Atletico Madrid, while the Spanish sides Real Madrid and Villarreal test themselves against the German managerial prowess of Thomas Tuchel and Julian Nagelsmann. Plus, the shabby revolution, those hammering hammers and more in the Europa League, but it's the Champions League preview. Kego Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kego Lasso. Kego Lasso pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kego Lasso. Don't forget to like and subscribe as we keep growing. Oh, wow. Well, well, well. Look what the cat dragged in. I'm sorry. What is your name, sir? My name is El Guapo, Jimmy Conrad, <laughs> and I have my new Atletico Madrid jersey on. That's really why Ooh. I wanted to come on was to I show my it. solidarity with their elf-like jerseys. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they have a chance against Man City, but you know what? We can dream. We, we can, can dream. dream. Hey, this happens every time, right? Uh, Jimmy gets bigger. He's the big <laughs> star now in soccer. We trust oh, America is at the World Cup, and look at this. He's shaking. You know what, Jimmy? I love it. I love it. I, I mean it. I love it. I'm just, I, I just can't wait uh, for the England-USMNT uh, conference that leads up. I hope something. we smash him. Just want to throw it out there. Mm. But Michael LaHood, I saw you last night. How are you, buddy? Uh, I am well-rested. First time I've said that in a few days, especially said that about the World Cup qualifiers and the Premier League and European action didn't help with sleeping, but Finally got my hot toddy and I'm well rested. I love it. I love it. I love it. A well rested Michael LaHood, the superstar Jimmy Conrad's in the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> LME here. Welcome, everybody. It's our Champions League a preview. And by the way, I'm not kidding around. Check out In Soccer We Trust, our brand new show full of USMNT goodness content. And by the way, just because the USMNT Qualify doesn't mean it doesn't stop, right, Jimmy? We got more content coming the oh, way this week. It, it never ends. It, uh, it's a soap opera, the U.S. Men's <laughs> National Team. And we're here to cover every step of it. The highs, the lows, everything in between. So, yes, come join us three times a week, you know? So let's get after it. I love it. Jimmy, Charlie Davis, and, of course, our man, Hollywood Heath Pierce. All right, let's talk <laughs> Champions League, baby. And let's get straight into it. Man City against Atletico Madrid. Before anything else, says Norris, please post up that quote. Uh, Pep Guardiola gave us some beautiful, it, the editors and writers, especially those who cover Man City, were blessed with the goodness of some mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Pep Guardiola <laughs> quotes he was talking about, obviously. By the way, this is the very first time in European competition where these two teams are going to face each other, but both mm-hmm. these managers obviously know each other really, really well. But Pep Guardiola was obviously asked about, you know, um, his history so far in the Champions League with Man City about overthinking it. And he said, look, in the Champions League, always I overthink. I overthink a lot. Absolutely. That's why I had good results. I love to overthink and create stupid tactics. He went on and he said, tonight, I take inspiration. There'll be incredible tactics tomorrow. We're going to play with 12. 
<laughs> you know what, Pep Guardiola? Sometimes you're right because I think the ref helps you every now and again. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, boy. That's right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Jimmy Conrad, let's begin with you, buddy. Man City, Atletico Madrid, uh, the first time ever in European competition, but they know each other. Talk to me about this game. What do you think? Well, I'm going to start with a stat that uh, I found. And okay. Manchester City have only lost one of the last nine Champions League games beyond the group stage. Seven wins, uh, one draw. And, and excuse me, one loss. And that defeat, obviously, was to Chelsea last year. Now, since Pep took over at City in the 2016-2017 season, City have the highest win percentage of any team in the competition in non-group stage games. 64% win percentage. So, yes, I just wanted to bring that up because I think it, it relates to that quote that he had. That he does overthink, but to his point, he does have good results. He just doesn't have the big enchilada. Now, when Sheikh Mansour bought City back in 2008, or so since then, he has spent $2 billion on players. That would be nice. I think any coach could probably have some success. Five Premier League trophies since that time. Two FA Cups, six League Cup trophies. But no, again, no big enchiladas with the Champions League. They have to win this at some point. My one concern, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, is the schedule. Because they play at Letty at home. Then they play Liverpool at home this weekend. Obviously, Huge that, game. Huge, yeah. I mean, could yep. be the biggest game, the most decisive game in the Premier League this season. Then they play Atleti in Madrid. And then they play Liverpool again for FA Cup semifinals. I mean, it's just what a two weeks of games. Now, Liverpool obviously have the same schedule, but they're playing Benfica, who I will kick them, but I don't know if they're going to kick them as hard <laughs> as Atletico Madrid. So I'm very curious, and we'll get into betting tips, but I would really refrain from giving out too much advice with regard to betting until you see the starting lineup because they're juggling – couple big competitions here and i think pep guardiola will overthink because he's got mm. these massive games well that that journalist that asked that question is he wrong for asking <laughs> it because no, <laughs> the proof is in the pudding how can you go last year how can you go into a champions league final when your most important player is not kevin de bruyne offensively yes but rodri every game you played rodri you won every big game in particular and you decide to show up with fernandinho Overthinking has its cost. Yes, they're winning domestic trophies and everything, but less is more sometimes. We saw it in the previous years in the Champions League playing against the likes of a Lyon, and we saw it last year in the final. Now, eventually, this Manchester City team, you know, you'd like to see the romanticism of this all, the beautiful soccer like he played in Barcelona, the domination in Bayern. But with Man City, because of the pressure, the domestic pressure that they're under in the Premier League, it's going to be it's going to be a lot to juggle. Whenever I see a Manchester City team, I know that they're taking one match seriously when one player is on the field, Kevin De Bruyne. When you saw him on the field against Burnley, typically we've seen him rested for other games in the Premier League if a Champions League game is up, but the fact that he played against Burnley tells me that the Premier League is their focus against Liverpool over this match. Yes, they do they want to get the result. Absolutely, because you want to set yourself up for a good second leg. But that Liverpool match is paramount. It is big. It is big. I will counter, though, by saying that um, there is one coveted trophy, uh, as uh, Jimmy alluded to earlier, that Pep Guardiola still needs, uh, and that's the Champions League with Manchester City. I, I think that he really wants this. And I think that, by the way, Miguel Delaney had a great article about this, just the history between Simeone and Pep Guardiola and how... Simeone really doesn't like Guardiola's style. Like he hates it. Actually, he wants to disrupt everything. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, apparently, like 
he has every possible scenario on how to defend and protect against a team like Man City. They, you know, from a of course they respect each other, yeah. but from a from a tactical perspective, Jimmy, they absolutely detest each other. Like Simeone doesn't like that. He he Simeone looks at the painting that is Man City and just wants to destroy it. So to me. Pep Guardiola, because he wants his title so much, hopefully this will be an attractive game. Having said all of that, I just think that Man City is just too strong for even a side. Uh, by the way, Simeone obviously having just lost his father as well. That has uh, complications, you know, an emotional scenes at Wanda Metropolitano this past weekend. There's a lot going on here. I just think that overall, when you look at it on paper, Man City is just too strong. Yes, I think that pound for pound comes, especially to execution, right? I think that Man City are a little bit better than that this season as a as compared to Atleti, who have been underwhelming, I think, the best way. And I think my issue with Simeone is sometimes he's so focused on destroying what the other team is trying to build that he doesn't allow his own talented players to, to go and do their thing. And he has a lot of talented players. Now they're coming off a big win themselves this past weekend. Now City got to play bottom feeders Burnley and, and Atleti got to play bottom feeders Alaves. Joao Felix looked very good, very bright. I'm curious to see if he starts this one. He had two goals. Luis Suarez had two goals. A nice 4-1 win. That's not Simeone-like. He usually doesn't post those types of numbers. But it's a good momentum builder going into this. This is this is a tough one uh, for me. I, I think that it's going to be close. The, the only odds that I was looking at was under two and a half goals plus 105. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be tight. I don't see Madrid or Atleti, excuse me, trying to really extend themselves and, and allowing those gaps to, to exist. And if we look back what they did in the last round against Manchester United at Old Trafford, they won 1-0. They did what they had to do. They got their goal and they got the hell out of there with Diego Simeone getting stuff thrown at him. That's why he ran off the field. <laughs> and then, and then when you think about two years ago, they beat they beat Liverpool at Anfield. Like they have a pretty good recent track history of playing in England and doing what they have to do to get a result. And I could see them doing this. Now, they had the benefit of those being the second leg. They got to kind of set the tone and the first leg was determined. And then they knew what they had to do in leg two to get a result. This is the opposite. So I'm kind of curious to see how they come out and with what kind of energy they come out and, and where their block is. Is it going to be mid-block? Is it going to be in the low block? Low block, like pack, parking the bus. Mid-block, are they going to try to stifle things in, in the middle, or are they going to go high-press? I don't see them high-pressing. Maybe at times they will, mm-hmm. but ultimately I think I see they're going to sit back. I could see a 1-0, 0-0, I really well, don't think it's going to go over. Then. So you get, you're giving it a 1-0, a tight victory for Manchester City. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. I don't, but I might even stay away from that. Again, I want to reemphasize: make sure you look at the starting lineups because Man City yeah. does have Liverpool in four days after yeah. this. So and to your make- point, and to your point, Joao Felix, by the way, last four matches, five goals, one assist. This kid yeah. is on fire. Yeah. Right but now. then Simeone doesn't start him. If you follow it, let's see, <laughs> like he's in fire, and then he'll be like, "Ah, I'm gonna go with Angel Correa, who well, I love." Maybe that's why he's on fire. There's, there's, I don't know. He's relieving the pressure. Michael Lahoud, include your predictions with this one. I know that we talked about it last night. By the way, mine changed the. A little bit. Jimmy's mm. going for a slight victory for Man City. What do you say? I'm going 1 1 draw. Okay. I think the Liverpool match is going to be hanging in the back of Pep's mind way okay. too much, and rightfully so, because that, that match has a bigger bearing than just that game and the Premier League. That could set your tone for a demise in the Champions League as well, because it Ooh, doubt word. starts creeping in. Yeah. If okay. you lose, right. the tides turn. So the, uh, the demise. <laughs> yeah. The demise Pep's, of Man City. Pep, it's Pep's demise. Is the name of the movie. A big thing to look for, and, and Jimmy, you're, you're you're spot on in terms of lineups for Manchester City. A big thing to look for that will set the tone for Atleti is a back three. Against Manchester United, they showed up with a back three and just said, you know what? We're yeah, going to sit in the mid block. 
at worst low block and then counter you. We're going to shut down the middle of the park. You can't do know. that against Man City, though. That's just what? asking for the monster to but, just but eat look, you at some point. But look at the people and players he can bring off the bench. Maybe. Luis Suarez, right? Not user. Yeah. yeah. Correa, Cunha, you have depth on the bench. And on their day, every player on that bench is, is capable of one moment of brilliance or in Suarez's case, Absolute madness. Yeah. Do to that point, surprised. though, Michael, Jimenez is out, apparently, to that. Yeah, so that, big, that will be a big, big loss. Happen. Yeah, that's a yeah. big loss. And by, I had it. I know that last night I said, so you have it as a draw. 1-0, Michael LaHood. Yeah. Right, Jimmy I has a 1-0. I yeah. had it yesterday. Really, I, I had it. Reverse yeah, jinxing that, but go ahead. No, I was it. Just trying to reverse jinx it, jinx it as an Atleti fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, well, you could do the reverse psychology that James Benj always does and just say one say, but it's actually, he always says one result and the opposite happens. So, <laughs> so, maybe, so maybe that. I'm going to go. Last night I said that Atleti won't get a goal here. I think mm. they might. Um, I'm probably going to go with a Man City win 2 1. It'll be tight. Uh, with a goal differential, so we're 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 in agreement that it's going to be tight. I think so, so. Man City to win in over two and a half goals is plus one hundred three. Man City to win in under two and a half goals is plus two forty. Just interesting. Out there. Yeah. Mm. And and the, the under in general is plus one hundred five. Just, just so if you under. listen to Michael and Jimmy, everybody, you could get some money here because it could it's be something tight. to consider. But look at the starting yeah. lineup. I'm telling you, look at look yeah. at both starting lineups. But City have yeah. a little bit more to juggle than it let you at the moment. Yeah. And by the way, I think uh, Jack Grealish might be. Posting for Gucci later on as well. <laughs> we I'm just the, bitter, the bitterness is still yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Your boy, bitter. your boy Grealish. When, when, when Villa <laughs> loses, bitter. I understand where this comes from. Oh boy, I'm not, I'm not bitter. I'm, I'm just, poking. I'm poking the bear right now. I'm just saying, in soccer, we trust in. <laughs> we don't trust in Jimmy. That's for one. All right, oh okay. boy, oh boy. All right, okay. So everybody though has it as a tight result. Uh, I just gave it a one goal differential. The boys here obviously gave it also as well. If there's going to be a difference, it's not going to be much more than three. We will see what happens. Remember, it's two-legged affairs and uh, take Jimmy's betting tips to consideration and what Michael just said, big games coming up for Man City and maybe that's uh, something that Pep Guardiola is thinking about. All right, well, on the same day, speaking of uh, the title race opponent for Manchester City, Benfica hosts Liverpool in this one. Uh, a few squad Situations, Lucas Verissimo and Rodrigo Pino remain injured. Uh, Adelta Rapt looks uh, doubtful. But, you know, Darwin Nunez, uh, highly sought Darwin Nunez. Uh, he has 27 goals in 34 matches. Perhaps all of it is being relied on Darwin Nunez, a Uruguayan striker for Benfica. But this might just be too much for a Liverpool side who continue to win, though. Michael LaHood, um, they do seem every now and again. I mean, listen, that game against Watford, they had a chance to equalize. It took a very good stop from Allison, and then immediately after, Liverpool scored. Do you give Benfica any chance here? You always give every team that's in this stage a chance because the proof is in the pudding once the referee blows the whistle and it's 90 minutes of let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. But this Liverpool team, you always know a team that has championship pedigree if they're getting results when they're not playing particularly well. Mm. At home, we know Liverpool... They just bring heavy metal football. They smash you, and you know the fans are going to get behind them. On the road, they, they, they've done just enough, and the individual just quality. They have better quality players who step up and punish you if you leave the game and chances begging. And I just think too many Liverpool players are, are just world-class at this point in their career, and the, the depth that you can bring off the bench, it's scary. The fact that Diego Jata can start and Firmino can come off the bench, 
wow. Yeah. <laughs> like any manager oh, in the world Mane, would love that. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. Mane or Salah can start. That's something we haven't seen from Liverpool under Klopp until now. Yeah, I mean, Benfica, got to give them a shout-out, right? Their they're 44-year-old manager, Nelson Verissimo, has done a good job getting the most out of this group, particularly in Europe. Now, they lost to Braga this weekend, 3-2. to two, It's um, pretty alarming. It is. It was a way. Braga's okay, right? They're always going to try to get into the conversation as one of the top three teams in Portugal. Never seemed to get there like the ugly redheaded stepchild in that conversation. <laughs> but uh, they got the result. And, and Braga's in the quarterfinals of the Europa League and, and against Rangers. So they, they shouldn't yep. be slept on. But they won 3-2. Darwin Nunez did not play or didn't start. And, and that's got to be disappointing for them because now it seems like it's a two-horse race between Porto and, and Sporting. But they did something special against Ajax. They went into Amsterdam in the last round. And we know that Ajax have a penchant for kind of tripping up at some point in these competitions and, and playing to the level of their competition and not really taking that step when they have the quality to take that step. And they just didn't distance themselves in that. And fair, fair play to Benfica and Villarreal, who we're going to talk, who just went in like, we're going to punch you in the face and then we're going to see what happens. And, and they did what they needed to do to advance. To Lahoud's point, I think this could be too big of a, of a mountain to climb, as they say, to get past the Liverpool team who are in excellent form. They've only lost once in 2022. Their identity is so concrete. And, and the fact that they can juggle a lot of different players and the fact that they got Luis Diaz, who used to play for Porto and, and is probably very familiar with Benfica, I, I can really only see in this, I can see this going one way, and that's Liverpool winning. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think Benfica knows that the, the, this first leg at home, they have to get some type of result because it's going to be much harder for a team to go to Anfield and get a result, even though Inter Milan did win that second leg. That's their only loss of 2022, by the way, when the game was kind of, they didn't seem like they were all that interested in that particular one, Liverpool. But but it looks like you got Salah, Mane, and, and Luis Diaz. What I really like is I want to see Henderson, Fabinho. I like Tiago. I like when Tiago's in there. Well, he was fantastic really? this past weekend. I, Probably I, the best performance I have seen him do all season, Tiago Alcantara. He was unbelievable. And playing against the side, a Benfica side, by the way, who averaged 40% possession in the Champions League. That's the lowest um, it could be it could be nice business. Yeah, but yeah it's, like, was great this it's week. like they're scared of the ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, nah, nah, nah. It's like hot potato. You keep it, you keep it, you keep it, you keep it. But but with Tiago, what I like, Lahoud, so I, so I I heard and saw your face with the reaction to that. I just think he gives a little bit of a contrast to yeah. to the other players that are in there, and that he can be a little bit of a deep line playmaker. And I feel like he was that great. allows Salah and Mane and Diaz to maybe be five to ten yards higher up the field. They don't have to drop so deep to get it when you have mm -hmm. a player that can pass them into good situations. So. He still maybe hasn't been the best signing of all time, either due to injury or sometimes I feel like he's trying to prove himself, trying too hard yeah. at times, as opposed to just like easing into the system. But but since to to LME's point, he he this this season in particular, I feel like he's starting to just relax and play a little bit. Now we're getting to see the best of Tiago, and I think it helps the team. It gives them just a little bit of a different feel. And again, not only do they have options in the front three, they also have it in midfield and now in the back line with everybody healthy and. This is a Liverpool team that that I don't think are not only going to get past Benfica, but could go on to win the whole thing. Uh, I I see your point in that with Thiago, especially as of late. I think my eyebrows raised because of inconsistency in form mm -hmm. and injuries mm -hmm. definitely don't help. Mind you, this is a Thiago that his last match before coming to Liverpool, I think it was man of the match performance against you know the Champions League final against PSG for Bayern Munich. So pretty high standards to live up to to come to England. But for this Benfica team, I look at the experience of their back line. Otamendi, Vatangan, and against Ajax, that experience paid dividends. When you have players who have been 
in the Champions League who have played internationally at a high level, that does help you out. But against Liverpool, oh, man, they're going to need more than just that. And I think Tarat would have been a very, very good wild card for them to have, to have half a decent chance at being competitive. I think Benfica, they're going to, the more they frustrate Liverpool, that's where their golden ticket is going to be had. But Liverpool just has way too much quality. Naby Keita, by the way, returns to full training as well. Liverpool are unbeaten in their last eight Champions League matches against Portuguese opponents. That's six wins and uh, two draws. But uh, Liverpool have lost on each of their last three away trips to face Benfica. And the latest one was, uh, well, it was a while ago, 2009, 2010. But that was against uh, Rafa Benitez's. Benfica, so that's interesting. All right, predictions here, Jimmy Conrad. I got Liverpool to win an over two and a half goals, minus 110. I could see 2-1. I could see a 3-1. I could see a 3-0. I, it, it, I have Dar- a 2-1. No, no, what I, do I have? I have 2-0. I don't even have Benfica's score. The Darwin-Nunez situation is interesting because oh, Nunez, this is an op- awesome opportunity for him to continue to show why he should be playing yeah. at a bigger club. Yeah. And, and if he can have success against Matip and Van Dyke and those types of guys, then I think he probably will make a move this summer. My my, What I love about Liverpool is they're going to suffocate the service to Nunez, right? The pressure is going to be so mm. immediate and so fast. If you can't spring Nunez quickly, then it's going to be a long day because they do a very good job of stacking him up. When I say stacking him up, you got the center back right behind him and you got a holding midfielder, Fabinho, Henderson, mm. uh, Thiago, sitting right in front of him. And there's just no space to get him the ball to his feet. I think you're going to have to hit it over maybe the, the outside backs and into the space. He's got to run the channels a lot. That means that their whole team has to push up and get connected. Sorry, I'm getting a little yeah. soccer nerd on everybody. No, but. no, it's fine. But Dirk Cow did say expect a very Portuguese performance from them. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. But but so anyway, I, I just think that Liverpool are like, we've seen this type of player before. We actually train with three of them every single day. <laughs> there's uh, nothing, so, exactly. There's, there's nothing, nothing about Darwin Nunes that seen. they haven't seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. So I agree. But, mm. but, but having said that, Nunes, as you said, has a great chance to show the world why he's so, by, you know, he apparently... Motivated. Reports from Fabrizio Romano this January, of course, uh, West Ham actually made an official bid and it was totally rejected. Michael, predictions on this one? I think it's going to be dependent on who plays right back for Liverpool. If it's a Joe Gomez who Klopp gave plaudits to in his performance over the weekend. Yeah, very good. Really then, nice cross for Diogo Jota. Yeah. Then I think that could actually stuff it. You talk about the suffocation of service. I think then Nunez... You're, you're playing with is just a more solidified back four, and I don't see them scoring a goal at all. I, I very highly likely Liverpool 3 0 is what I'm going for. Mm. If it's Trent, I'm saying 3 1. Okay, interesting. Trent, Trent's gonna be going. I thought you were forward. gonna jump to like 7 0. <laughs> <laughs> you went 3 1. 3 well, three, look, 1. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, three, one. from the game I saw against Watford, it could have been an international break hangover. You never know, could have been you know, just the players coming back. For from the game I saw against Watford, Watford did get, did get chances, they did have chances. And this is Watford we're talking about with all due respect. So, I think I'm expecting, just like Dirk Out said, and what the boys are saying here, I'm expecting a very tight Benfica, a Benfica that wants to just sit and maybe counter on the width. And to your point, Michael, that TAA maybe because he goes forward so much, there's some gaps, whatever. So maybe there's a goal, but Liverpool winning, I have it 2-1. That's what I have. Mm. Um, Any final thoughts on the game before we take a break? Uh, It's a Liverpool win pretty much. I mean, something you mentioned, Jimmy, I mean, this is a great opportunity for Liverpool, by the way, to win it again and also maintain maybe the tight race that is uh, in, in the Premier League, the FA Cup, et cetera. 
Yeah, that's that's a great point. I mean, if they come out guns blazing and get that 3-0 win, then very similar to City versus Sporting where they're up 5-0 after leg one, they could relax and maybe change their team up for leg two. So, so I'm wondering about the intensity of how fast they're going to come out, where they set up. But we know that Klopp, they're going to probably really push and, and, and press Benfica for the first 10, 15 minutes and then decide mm-hmm. how they want to attack it from there. But they score in that first 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, it could be a long one. I hope they do because if Benfica keeps it to zero, you're like, this is going to be the longest 180 minutes of all time. And I want, you know, all that time of my life back because they're just going to be <laughs> scrapping and fighting. And though there is some charm in that, you just wish they'd come out and play a little bit because they do have some talented players. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we talk about Wednesday's games uh, Chelsea against Real Madrid, Villarreal against Bayern Munich, and some Europa League action talk as well. Okay. Golazo Champions League preview. Jimmy Conrad, Michael LaHood, LME. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. A week unlike another is finally here. The Masters returns to Augusta National, where Hideki Matsuyama will defend his green jacket. Go join the First Cut Golf Podcast, where the entire crew is previewing this year's tournament. From storylines to picks and even daily fantasy advice, the First Cut has you covered. The First Cut Golf Podcast is available wherever you're listening to this podcast. All right, everybody, let's move on here. Wednesday's action in the Champions League. Real Madrid, uh, thanks uh, to, I think, the help of refereeing, honestly, <laughs> uh, won that game against mm. Altavigo. Three penalties. One of them was really dubious, which was the winner. Uh, mm. Karim Benzema scored that one, of course. And Chelsea, well, we did not see this coming, Jimmy Conrad. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I knew that it was going to be tough, but Brentford do the business over Chelsea and now both of them face each other Chelsea host Real Madrid it should be a great game uh obviously recent history has shown that Chelsea the defending champions of this tournament by the way uh did the business against Real Madrid last season how do you see this one well I just want to remind all the Chelsea fans out there just to chill out okay because if you hearken back last year you got your asses slapped by West Brom five to two at home at Stamford Bridge coming out of an international break ahead of a big Champions League game against Porto. You won that game 2-0, okay? Now, Real Madrid's a little bit better than Porto, but (laughs) it happened to you last year. You actually have 
physical evidence of getting yeah. smoked at home and you just got smoked at home and then you the went archival the footage is very close you can just grab it right right yeah, yeah. you lost five two you just lost four one <laughs> against an inferior opponent at home you just weren't really ready you weren't switched on and you had bad 10 minutes and the, and the team other team took advantage of that so this chelsea team doesn't really worry me too much the thing that worries me is that they've been dabbling with a back four and i just don't feel mm -hmm. like they're as good in a back four they seem more comfortable in a back three and if they play a back three against real madrid i think they'll get a result if they don't i'm not so sure now maybe a draw but there's just something about their their, their rhythm and flow that i don't really care for when they're in a back four i don't know why thomas tuchel continues to to play it i don't know why he played it this past weekend against Brentford, maybe there was something he saw in that matchup. Well, I guess I saw his, some of his stuff that he wanted to get some guys out there that were big and tall and can, uh, loft his cheek started and just wanted – he thought the game was going to be won or lost on set pieces. And <laughs> uh, let me tell you, you didn't lose just on set pieces, my friend. It was A lot of it was in the, the in the transition game. So, obviously, he's a massive student of this game. So is his coaching staff. They have the proof. This this he's He's trying to get to his third consecutive Champions League final. He did it with PSG, if you remember, and lost to Bayern Munich. Then he won it last year with Chelsea. And the guy's got a track, good track record in cup competition. So I'm not worried about Chelsea. Madrid, like the one game that we have for them very quickly is that they, the big one in the round of 16 against PSG away from home. They, God, they were terrible. They didn't even try to play. They just sat back and almost got the 0-0. Zero -zero, but thankfully, Kylian Mbappe uh, scored to just kind of make that game something, which gave more intrigue to leg two. And then obviously the capitulation for PSG. So you can't sleep on Madrid at home, but, but at Stanford Bridge, I like Chelsea actually to get a result for all the things that I'm talking about. Interesting. Michael? Hmm. Uh, to go back to that back four, I totally agree with you, Jimmy. And I think the reason for that back four, and they played a 4-3-3, is look at the personnel. Hakeem mm -hmm. Ziyech is playing at right wing. You know he wants to cut it on his left foot, but he's not going to do that at right wing back. And then Loftus-Cheek, you have Conte, you have Mason Mount. I think, really, it's because there's no Jorginho or Kovacic on the field. Mm -hmm. When you see that, it becomes a back three, a 3-4-2-1, that front three, or we say the front three, they're missing one player. You know him. I know him. We love him. Christian Red, white, Pulisic. and blue, Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Well, let, His value just went. Let's ease up on the we love him. Sorry, Lapadula. No, no, We're talking no, about Lapadula. No, Lapadula, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but Christian Pulisic not being there, that's a big miss. You can say what you want about him and some of his performances in the league, but his nonstop running, his just ability for the big games to deliver something mm. in front of goal, they miss that against Brentford. And I agree with you that I wouldn't read too much into this because they weren't even playing a full-strength team that they will play against Madrid. They weren't playing the, the formation that they play. But when it comes to Real Madrid, they're scary. <laughs> They won't have the referee that, that that got them the game in Spain. Oh, you don't That's know that. They've money. won more Champions League trophies than anybody else, Michael. You, <laughs> you don't just win that by like just straight skill. You got to have a little luck along the way, or <laughs> yeah. some referee. But they're going they're scary because of Kareem Benzema, not just because of Benzema. You look at the experience in big games. The Luka Modric's, the Tony Cruz's. Luka Modric looks like a man reborn. Remember in the game against Celta, he had a shot from maybe 35, 40 yards from distance that was like winding the clock back. But against this Chelsea team, I think a good result for them is can you get a draw? Can you frustrate Real Madrid? Can it be a 1-0? I think that that is going to be a big part of their their game plan 
if they're going to get something in this first leg. Yeah, we don't know yet uh, if Carlo Ancelotti will be there. By the way, he's meant to be taking a PCR test just before because obviously he was uh, what a silly word. He tested positive. I was going to say diagnosed. Like he tested positive for COVID. We're waiting to see if he makes it. Of course, uh, the midfield battle will be key. By the way, Real Madrid have faced Chelsea more times without ever winning than they have against any other side in European competition. This is their bogey team. Straight up. Real Madrid do not like to play Chelsea. And for all the things that you're talking about, Michael, Jimmy, I think that Chelsea can use that once again and see where can we frustrate them? Where can we make it out? So where can we look at? We've talked about offensive things. Where can Chelsea get a win here? It's interesting. I would look at their front three, right? I mean, Kai Havertz has been somewhat their choice at number nine. Maybe you throw Lukaku out there. Is he going to be a super sub? Is Christian Pulisic, he seems doubtful, apparently, to to start this one. Maybe he comes on as a super sub as well. It looks like uh, Havertz will start with Ziyech and, and Mason Mount. For me, though, it's the wingback play. If Reese James plays, Marcus Alonso on the other side, obviously if Chilwell was out there, he'd be preferred. They're just better when they play in that that system. Now, I also want to say that this could come down to the goalkeepers. You got a red-hot Thibaut Courtois and goal for Madrid. You have a red-hot Edouard Mendy, who maybe didn't look so great against ben, uh, Brentford, but we could argue maybe the best goalkeeper in the world right now, mm. especially with everything he's accomplished for club and country. And then if you got Jorginho in, I think that's a great shout. When you don't have Jorginho in the mm. team, and when he's been such an outlet for you when you're playing out of the back and trying to release players to be in, in good positions, it makes a difference when you then put in a, a player maybe in Loftus-Cheek who likes to run with the ball a little bit more and doesn't have the same passing acumen. Mm. And so I think there are a couple of reasons why Chelsea were a bit stifled, not only their formation, but player selection. But when you look at Madrid with everybody healthy, Mendy comes back into the team at left back. Obviously, uh, he drew the dubious penalty this this past week. And and when he's in, they just they attack a little bit better on that side. And then uh, you got, um, I mean, everybody should be healthy. You got Carvajal, Militao, Alaba, Mendy, Cruz, Casemiro, Madrid. I mean, that is one of the best midfields of all time. Asensio, I think we'll get the start. You got Benzema and Vinicius. And so this is actually probably on paper the best and most even matchup, I'd say, out of all the quarterfinals. So I'm excited to see how this one plays out. But I'm just I'm just a little disappointed in how Madrid came out against PSG in Paris mm. and how and how timid, not timid, but tepid they were. Conservative. Too. Yeah, mm. super conservative. Yeah. Ancelotti, I think, makes a difference. Obviously, hugely successful in this competition as a player and a manager. Well, we'll see if they learn anything from that experience. I like Chelsea to win. This is the Thomas Tuchel special. Chelsea to win and under two and a half goals plus three. 20, I think, is is that. Wow, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's really good value for the Thomas Tuchel special. I mean, more often than not, I believe that 13 out of 17 games that Tuchel's managed, Chelsea's right around that, that have been under two and a half goals. So something yeah. to take into consideration. By the way, Real Madrid's last away win against an English side in uh, the Champions League was uh, in 2014-2015. Uh, that's when they won 3-0 mm. against Liverpool at Anfield. So it's been a while, Michael. I'm giving you my prediction straight away. I think it's going to be a draw actually yeah. uh, a sneaky one. I'm going with a one. Oh, what do you say? I like that. I, I'm, I'm actually going to go nil, nil. Oh, wow. On this. No I, think, okay. I think, I think, I think if, if, yeah, I know. Oh I, my God. The, the captain the of the no fun police showed up. <laughs> I know. Well, yes, I was on the hype train yesterday no fun, and no fun. all week long. I was on the Zero. super hype train. And then my coffee mug, which I can't show you. Uh, <laughs> <me down. laughs> you, you can. We'll just blur it out. It's fine. <laughs> yes, please. No, I, I think if Chelsea are to get anything from this match, a big thing that Real Madrid struggles with, they struggled against Celta, crosses. Mm. They don't defend crosses well. And Chelsea, set pieces, corner kicks, they have been your best friends. 
your defenders can jump out the gym. And Antonio Rudiger, who has become one of my new favorite players. Why? Only because his family's Sierra Leonean. I Jimmy Conrad, this is an intriguing one. At first glance, people are thinking, well, Bayern obviously have it. Uh, but, you know, Villarreal, you got to give them respect for the very fact that they are here in this competition. How do you see this one as Unai Emery, who loves Europe, uh, is now in a historic moment because he's never made it this far in the Champions League with a team. But they face Bayern, who have, it seems, they've finally figured it out. Look, we're Bayern Munich. Let's get on with it. <laughs> this is tough. Now, Villarreal, they have fallen to back-to-back defeats. And they've actually lost three out of their last five. Mm. And they've only won one of their four home games in the Champions League this season, which is a bit of a surprise given the track record that you mentioned again about Unai Emery, who loves the Europa League and, and tends to do well in Europe. But for whatever reason, when it's called the Champions League, he seems to stutter <laughs> until now, right? So he gets to the quarterfinals, the farthest he's ever gone as a manager in the Champions League. Now, what I really like about Bayern Munich is that they played well going into the international break and they played well coming out of it. They had a big 4-1 win against Freiburg. Freiburg, actually one of the surprise teams in the Bundesliga this season. They've scored eight goals in the last two games. And when you're facing up against a Bayern team that is that awesome and, and feeling that good going forward, and, and just to remind everybody, they beat Red uh, RB Salzburg 7-1 in leg two of the round uh, of 16. So they you know, destroyed them. I, mean, I mean, it's absolutely it's, destroyed them. It, it's ridiculous how good these guys are. I think the question is for Bayern – can they stop giving up goals defensively? Mm. There's still some vulnerabilities because they're going to run into that one game where Lewandowski, he hits the post or, you know, there's just like heroic defending or the goalkeeper stood on his head and is making every single save. And they're going to give up that one goal and somehow lose one zero. Now that's why I like them to win over two legs, no matter what, because it probably won't happen over two legs for them to get stifled like that. But their back line is what scares me. You got Upa Meccano and Sula's look like they're going to start there. Kimmich and Gretzka now back in and feeling pretty good about themselves. And and uh, just the team is stacked in a lot of different ways. Alfonso Davies, for everybody that's uh, in CONCACAF and, and, and fans of that, he is training with the team again after his myocarditis. But uh, he, yeah. he's not eligible to play or not available to play just yet. So so ultimately, I like Byron to win here. But, but Villarreal is going to have something to say for it. Gerard Moreno's back. He's healthy. He's ready to go. He's a tremendous player. Unai Emery's going to mastermind some scheme to slow down Bayern Munich. I just don't know if his players can execute at that same level consistently over 90 minutes because they're going to break through and then it's going to be up to these guys to make plays. And I just don't know if Villarreal can do that over 90 minutes. I look at this Bayern Munich team and the one thing that I see is players that have been injured, Goretzka, Thomas Müller, Manuel Neuer, they had some injury woes when they went through that rough patch and a bit of uncertainty, taking some surprise results, they're healthy. They have a full-strength team minus Alfonso Davies, and that is really scary. Goretzka comes back, scores a goal. That's what he does. Goal-scoring midfielder, box-to-box midfielder. And in, in tight games, especially when you play against a team like Villarreal, who sit in a 4-4-2 and in a very, very low block, 
and will be happy to frustrate you and leave it as long as possible. Juve found out the hard way. Leave it as long as possible, nil-nil, and then spring you on the counter. And before you know it, you lose 2-0. That's not going to happen with Bayern Munich. Bayern, they can bring the likes of uh, Serge Gnabry off the bench, which they did against Freiburg. They can rotate it to Leo Sané, who looks like he's discovered a new version of himself, playing either center midfield at times, attacking mid, next to Mueller or playing at right wing, left wing. Mm-hmm. And and this this Bayern team, they're they're really picking it back up at the right time, especially going into the quarterfinals. Now, when you look at their back line, Upamecano, that could be the difference maker if Villarreal are going to get something because he has one moment of madness per half. Yeah. Where for as good as he is dribbling, winning the ball, big, strong, athletic, decent passer of the ball going forward, there's that one moment where he makes the wrong decision and he just doesn't keep it simple. He gets too adventurous. And if he goes forward and loses the ball, as we've seen him do in Bundesliga and other matches, that's where RB Salzburg took advantage of him. Where as soon as Byron got too comfortable, too confident, pushing a center back forward, they would win it. And then three runners running forward as fast as possible, making a 3v2 counter. I think that's where Villarreal could punish him. Yeah, before we get into the predictions and wrap this up, by the way, it's important to remember as well how, you know, sometimes the, you know, speaking of Unai Emery's uh, first time in the quarterfinals uh, in the Champions League, Bayern Munich is no stranger to these kind of situations. This is Villarreal's first appearance in the quarterfinals of the Champions League since 2009 when they lost to Arsenal in two legs. So maybe... Uh, overwhelmed by the situation, we'll have to see. By the way, Villarreal lost to Levante this past weekend. I know. That is not good. And Levante are not good. They're 19th <laughs> in La Liga. So let's go with predictions here then. Jimmy Conrad in this game. Yeah, I th- I'm going to go with Bayern. I know it's away from home, and I want to show that respect to the Yellow Submarine. I'm a big fan of a lot of their players and, and the coach, of course, Unai Emery. But I just think this is a juggernaut in Bayern Munich who have the quality to win the whole competition. Mm. I like a bet that I bet a lot, and it is Robert Lewandowski to score, both teams to score, Bayern to win, plus 280. I could see a 2-1, 3-1 here. Bayern will give up some chances. Gerard Moreno on his day is unbelievable at executing inside the box. He can turn half chances into stuff that hit the back of the net on the regular. You got Danjuma on the left side. I actually think that Danjuma could have a big game because Pavard, not necessarily the best at defending, can get caught ball watching. I think he could maybe find some space running in between Sula and, and Pavard there. So keep an eye on Danjuma. But but Danny Parejo is another player that we should identify. Deep line playmaker can get forward. He did score in the first leg against uh, Juventus, uh, actually getting an advance of of the strikers, which we don't see very often. But he's a, he's a really talented player. He pulls the strings here. I mean, Pino, one of the best young players. Oh, in Spain on the right maybe side. a masterclass from Yadimipino. Just, Pino. just, yeah. just yeah. got called in. Just got yeah. called into the Spanish national team. So obviously a lot of confidence there from him. This is a team you can't sleep on again, but. But I just feel like if Bayern show up and continue to play the way they've been playing, which is important, right? Form is important. Current form is important. Yep. And Bayern is playing well. Via Real, not as much. I just have to lean towards Bayern, even though it's away from home. Yeah, I'm going with a 2-1 win for mm. Bayern Munich in this one. Michael? I'm going 3-1 for Bayern Munich. This is a Bayern that got very good practice playing against something similar, different formation that they'll be facing against Villarreal. They sit in yeah. the 4-4-2. Freiburg have a back three. But Freiburg are a team that sit deep. They close up spaces, and then they hit you on the counter. And they scored four goals. And when I think back to how Virial got here, think of the chances Juventus had. Mm. Yeah, Juventus, yeah. Yellow, Vlahovic and Morata, they, I mean, they were kicking each other, running into each other, just clumsy finishes, and just that lack of quality. 
if Lewandowski gets half of those chances, I yeah yeah could be a long yeah. day for El Sumarino. Very Amarillo. long day. But if so you I'm, keep it tight, Villarreal, yeah. maybe maybe you could sign. But regardless, all three of us see Bayern Munich winning this one. All right, let's wrap this up with the Europa League, everybody. We're not going to go game by game. Uh, this, uh, the matches, Des Norris, will put them up on the screen. Leipzig, Atalanta, uh, yeah, the test of. Champions League teams that went to Europa, of course. West Ham against Lyon. Frankfurt against Xavi's revolutioned Barcelona. And Braga, who we just talked about, uh, against Rangers, uh, who lost to Celtic in the Old Firm Derby. Anything to discuss from those games? Michael LaHood, where do you want to go, man? I mean, come on. Barcelona! It's time for the Xavi revolution to carry on, surely. <laughs> but before I go to Barca, I can pass yeah. it off to Jimmy. That Leipzig-Atalanta match is going mm-hmm. to be fireworks. Yeah, Both sexy. teams that love to attack, throw caution to the win. Leipzig coming off a massive win, 4-1 win against Borussia Dortmund. And then Cuckoo, he's a player that he's going to be, he's, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be gone. They've never met, years. by the way, Michael. These two teams have never met uh, in mm-hmm. Europe. Uh, his, their only, Leipzig's only European encounter with Italian opposition was uh, Napoli back in the last 32 in 2017, 2018. They've never met, so that should be, a good one. Um, is there any thoughts on the other ones, Michael, before we jump into Jimmy? Yeah, I'm going to go Braga versus Rangers. Mm-hmm. Rangers, when you play your arch rivals and you get beat in the way they did, first half, it was predominantly Rangers. I know they gave up the two goals, but they were throwing so many numbers forward. The crowd was in it. There's still that leftover feel-good factor progressing to the quarterfinals from Europe. And then in the final whistle, they were stunned at the result. Could that be a similar reaction and similar fate that they have going against this Braga team that's trending in the opposite direction of beating a rival in a very close counter 3-2 against Benfica. Yeah, it's done to an, uh, an American, Cameron Carter-Vickers, winning that one for Celtic. Jimmy Conrad, Europa League action. Talk uh, to I'm, me. I'm excited. I, I agree with Lahoud on RB Leipzig versus Atalanta. Atalanta is super disappointing recently. I thought they were maybe in the hunt to win Serie A and be in the conversation towards the end. Kind of tripping up, lost to Napoli at home this weekend. They actually seem to play better away from home than at home. And this one's in Germany. They just took down Bayer Leverkusen not too long. I don't know. It's possible Atalanta can go there and do the business. But but I really like what RB Leipzig's about right now under Domenico Tedesco, as much as that pains me to say, because I wanted Jesse Marsh to say, even though I'm excited how he's doing at Leeds. Different conversation. Let's talk Eintracht versus Barcelona. Barcelona have been unbelievable. When Javi took over the team, they were in ninth. And now they're in second and absolutely humming potentially playing the best that they've ever mm. played underneath him. And I think he's brought some joy to to not only the team, but to some individuals in particular. Ushman Dembele has been unbelievable. Aubameyang has been very serviceable. Ferran Torres gets I don't know, three, three, yeah, yeah, amazing chances. Can't leave him out. I'm leaving. I'm saving the good. Like, Patrick's okay. like the best 19-year-old <laughs> in the world right now. And, and uh, scored a fantastic goal against Sevilla this past weekend. This is a team that is bought in. And it's clear they're bought in on what Javi's saying and how they're playing. And that is a team you do not want to face. So as much as I kind of had Atalanta, Barcelona in the final at some point, I'm kind of leaning more towards RB Leipzig making a run. But Barcelona's getting to the final. I just don't think they're going to slow down. And now I think West Ham. I, I like West Ham over, over Lyon to, 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 to get there. I really like what David Moyes has done with his group. And, and they're, they're buying in belief as well. And they, you can sense they've got some urgency. I was really impressed with how they got past uh, Sevilla in the last round and, and uh, beating a Spanish team is is not easy in Europe. So fair play to West Ham. I think they could make a nice run. West Ham, Barcelona, the final sign me up. Oh my God. How I, good I, have one, I have one, th- I have one point on that though. Yep. Do not underestimate this, this Frankfurt team, Frankfurt, how they play. 
they love to sit and then press high press mm-hmm. Barcelona, how they play death by 2 million passes. <laughs> <laughs> so that you're, you, it, they yeah, might be playing right into their fair, hands. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. It's definitely not going to be an easy game, uh, but but I do think this Xavi train will continue. West Ham, by the way, London Stadium is going to be amazing. And West Ham and Lyon have never faced each other as well in Europe, by the way. So, you know, it's a blank slate from all angles. And West Ham also have the added pressure, a part of the London battle for fourth spot in the Premier League as well. But yeah, everybody just wants Barcelona, West Ham. Come on. Mikel Antonio against yeah. Gerard Pique and come now. We have to see that. Sign me up, baby. All right. Well, that's it. That's the end of the show, everybody. Final thoughts from these lovely gentlemen. Michael LaHood, I'll go to you first. Final thoughts, buddy. Mm, I'm excited for a big week of just European competition. It's been an amazing three weeks from international soccer and and just seeing how competitive all the leagues are becoming again except league uh sorry Pierce, <laughs> but how all the other leagues are there, there's storylines in each league and, and that's what makes the beautiful game beautiful competition i love it well said jimmy conrad final thoughts buddy yeah everybody if you're not listening or subscribing and liking and commenting on in soccer we trust our new podcast around u.s soccer i don't know if we can be friends anymore thanks for having me (laughs) well i think you made that decision already jimmy (laughs) (laughs) mr too big uh to come in anymore now but we absolutely appreciate you and he's completely correct make sure that you follow in soccer we trust uh on cbs sports as well youtube.com forward slash uh, in soccer we trust i believe and of course everywhere in your pods and cbs sports website michael lahoud jimmy conrad lme we have so much content for you including of course the recaps of these champions league matches as well as our weekend preview because we said it earlier liverpool man city this weekend i cannot Wait, Kego uh, Lasso is here always for you. Thank you. Have a great beginning to your week. Enjoy the Champions League, which you can watch only on Paramount Plus. We will see you next time. Till then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.